Welcome back to Empires of the Future. Uh, excited to, to get together today with Jackson and talk about um, kind of maybe a little bit more laid back of a, of a topic, get into something um, not super heavy. You and I have talked about the need to every now and then have a little bit more um, laid back podcast, something a little more fun, a little more lighthearted, I think hopefully still valuable, still worthwhile. Yeah. Um, we've done a few sort of laid back ones. We talked about the iPod one time and, yes. and its demise, its death. Uh, we talked about Marvel movies mm-hmm. and their significance and some, uh, some themes seen throughout. Um, today we're going to talk about leisure. We're going to talk about uh, um, hobbies and, and how they matter and why they matter or if they matter. Sure. Maybe, maybe that is the question that some people haven't really considered is, uh, as to whether or not um, leisure matters, hobbies matter. Um, we're going to talk about that, about that a little bit today. Um, but in the meantime, Jackson, how you been since we've been together last? Oh, really good. Uh, it's cold. It is so cold right now. Oh. And um, people always say, well, I like the cold because you can put on more layers. I don't seem to be able to put on enough layers. I, I am, for those who are hearing, I am wearing four layers today. Uh, I still manage to be cold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, what is it, like 30 out right now? It was nine, I think, yesterday. Uh, it's not good uh, from that standpoint. So I, I don't like being cold, and I've been cold. Uh, and so that's been rough, but otherwise yeah. doing great. How about you? Uh, doing good. Yeah, Sunday was rough. Sunday was... Uh, the high for the day was what six degrees, four degrees, something like that. Yeah, it was really cold, and um, and our our church is an old building that's not very efficient. Um, basically, you know, whatever heat we we can muster escapes pretty quickly through the the old windows and things like that. Um, and I, I sort of sent out a heads up to everyone saying, "Hey, like the sanctuary will be colder this week. Come prepared." Um, but it was fifty nine degrees in our in our sanctuary, wow. which is kind of a cold sanctuary. It is. Uh, but is great compared to what it was outside. <laughs> like, uh, but it was a funny thing to preach to people all bundled up in their like coats and, and scarves and everything as everyone was, but still had a good turnout though, which I was, um, I was pleased by. And we even had an evening service that day and good. had a remarkably good turnout for that. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. But yeah, it's been cold 30, 30 degrees, which is what it is right now. Roughly. It feels luxurious compared to what it <laughs> has been the past couple been, days. Yeah, it's been been awful. But you want to know something? Well, I'll get into it later because it does relate to our topic at hand. Okay. But um, yeah. So I'm glad you're doing well. I'm doing well also. Um, I've had a lot of uh, things sort of keeping me busy this week, and it's gotten me thinking about leisure yes. and leisure time because I find myself in a busy season of life where I don't always have the time to do the um, the fun things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Don't always find that, that I have the time for the hobbies that I like to enjoy. And that got me thinking, and, and so we're going to talk a little bit today about about the usefulness in hobbies and in time off and leisure and uh, how it matters, why it matters. Um, what's the best way to use it, maybe? I sure. think we can even get into that a little bit. Um, I want to talk, I want to start by maybe asking you, uh, I've got three in my head. Um, I, I'd like to hear what your top three sort of um, leisure activities are. Uh, we'll we'll take them one at a time, though. If you were to say, like, what is your? Um, we'll start from the third. What is your third favorite leisure activity? All right, 
I, I am a guy who likes hobbies, so I had to think a minute when I, you know, when I ranked them. Um, and what, what came to me, an enduring one that I ended up putting at number three, is running. And before anybody goes, oh, that's ridiculous. Um, for me, running came and filled a place in my life that I'm not particularly outdoorsy, but I really like to be outdoorsy and running. Um, I really value thinking clearly, just for instance. And when I'm running, I think more clearly than almost any other reliable time. It's comparable to if I know nobody's going to be coming in my office. If I was at the church at like 10 o'clock on a Friday night, I know nobody's going to be stopping in. It's comparable to that sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so running has a value as a thing that, well, and then obviously too, you, you want to do something to stay physically fit. It just covers so many bases. And so number three ends up being that. Yeah. Yeah. And during this season, right, you're probably not out running as much since it's Correct. been so cold. Uh, do you, do you find that you miss it during the, the cold weather? The cold I really months? do to the extent that, you know, the, um, sort of the period of life that we're coming out of when I lived next door to the church, uh, it was, it was one of those amazing things that happens that I had access to a track that was in the same complex where I lived. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I remember when we ran there last year, I was, I was going, okay, how does this happen that I'm sort of like, uh, a billionaire from a standpoint of I, I at 6 a.m. on Monday, I have a personal track because there's nobody else going to be trying to use that. Yeah. Um, just like it may be a, a Bill Gates could have, or, you know, and, and it just happens that way. Um, and so, yes, I used it all the time, even though 17 laps is a mile and it's not ideal uh, <laughs> yeah. to say the least. Um, that period of uh, when I lived here on campus for nine years, uh, where we are right now uh, in another different house, um, it was really uh, just in the wintertime particularly. And, and the rotation, as you know, that we were on was we would take off always. We'd run the half marathon right there the first Saturday in October when it typically was. Take off the rest of October, take off November, usually take off most of December, if not all. But then by January, we would always, every group that we had would always kind of be saying, hey, it's January, what are we doing? We got to yeah. be doing something. And we did. Um, and, and for a while back at the old Y, we, we met there. But right. then um, that was a period, yeah, that, that that was where that hobby fit. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think... Um, I don't know that I would put running in my top three, but it's definitely on my list of, of enjoyable leisure activity when the weather is nice, Yep. Um, as yep. as we've sort of discussed here. Now, a lot of people hear that, and they're going to say, that's not a leisure activity. Leisure, uh, they think they think relaxation, they think yeah. uh, resting, they think recharging. Um, how would you sort of explain that to someone who, who comes with that objection and says, that can't, that doesn't count as leisure because you're not, you're not relaxing, you're not recharging, you're, you're, you're active. How, do, how does that compute? Yeah. And, and all I can say about that is, um, I am not a super, I mean, like none of my closest friends would say, Oh yeah, I, he's just such a driven person. But I do, I look at life and I go, I, I want every, I want to accomplish something, uh, pretty quickly every day. Uh, the, the, the work hard, play hard makes sense to me. That's how I've always kind of processed life. And so to get up in the morning and do something and then to have a sense of accomplishment, um, uh, that, that sense of purpose has been there for me. And so it fills that in addition to just the, the physical mode, uh, you know, uh, something I fell into. And, and this is what hobbies, one of the, I mean, it's a mysterious thing in your life that uh, you try something 
and it fits with you. And sometimes yeah. you try something that doesn't fit with you. Yeah. I, I can't explain it uh, to, in detail, but man, you know, we all know when certain things fit with us, right? Yeah. I, I think, uh, oh yeah, 100% we know. And a lot of people might be listening and saying, running doesn't fit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I, that's easy because just as you and I, even when we were downstairs kind of talking about, okay, can we do, like, should we just do this? Talk about hobbies today because we were going to do something different and then we were kind of making plans and yeah. then decided to just do this. Um, you talked out loud about saying your top three hobbies. Yeah. And you had to kind of put a different thing in place. Yep. Uh, and so what's your t- number three? Um, so my number three spot is uh, is movies. Yeah. Um, and you could maybe add in television to that to a certain degree, but um, I've always been a, a bit of a movie buff. I enjoy stories with a little bit of longevity to them. Um, they are more of a time commitment than a show, but yeah. I've always been one that I can sit down and watch part of a movie and then pick it back up later and, and usually can stay pretty engaged with it even still. Um, I love, yeah, uh, the, the stories, um, things like that. Actually, I remember when I first watched Harry Potter, I was not into Harry Potter. I thought it sounded dumb. It's about some little boy who's a wizard. Uh, yeah, just thought it was weird. And then my wife was like, no, they're actually really good movies. I think you should try them. And we watched the first one, and I was like, all right, you yep. got me. Yep. Because it was a it was a story that was an adventure. It was engaging. There was you know, all these different aspects to it. Um, yeah, so I, I would say movies, uh, I put number three at my... In my list, some people would probably, if we could lay out like uh, my days on a, someone were to inspect what, how I've spent my time for the past month, um, they would probably say movies should be closer to number one than my other two hobbies. Uh, but I say that just because my other two are not hobbies that are necessarily easy to just right now, whenever you want, jump into. With movies, you can, oh, I've got an extra hour this evening. With nothing planned, I can just put in a movie. Um, it was just different than some leisure activities, which maybe require certain kinds of weather. Even running, like, I mean, I guess you can run regardless of anything else, but typically you're not yeah. going to go out and and leisurely run in the rain or in the sleet or the ice or even like the hundred degree temperatures and things right. like that. So, um, yeah, so so movies is one of those things you can just kick into and and go for it. I. Um, I know it's one of those leisure activities, though, that uh, if there is one on my list that I'm more prone to maybe overindulgence, because that is an aspect of, of the conversation, yeah. is overindulgence and leisure, um, which often leads to leads people to conclude that leisure in general um, are not helpful, are not good, uh, because we oftentimes are quick to overindulge. But uh, that would be the one I'm most prone to. But um, yeah, one that I also find... Uh, for me and my wife, we enjoy. Yeah, it's a good way to relax that we can both do together and both enjoy kind of equally. Uh, we don't always both enjoy the same other hobbies, but it's one that that we sort of make into a communal thing as well. Yeah, that's a part of why I'm really sad about the fact that that movie theaters are going away. Yeah, we've lamented this maybe once before on the podcast, but um, movie theaters are kind of a thing of the past, almost not quite. Um, although there are some change, some sort of changes coming in streaming and there seems to be a pendulum swing maybe i'm holding out hope maybe yep. movie theaters and movies in general make a bit of a comeback but um yeah so so movies sort of um what i've put into my number three yeah slot um yeah what do, okay so there's number three for me yeah number three for you 
Um, what would you say is number two? All right. Um, number two for me is playing music. Um, and, and this one's funny uh, because I, I'm not one of those people who learned instruments as a kid. Uh, I learned instruments starting at 19, basically. Um, and so I, I play three instruments, uh, the guitar, the hammer dulcimer, and uh, I can chord on a piano, say it like that. Um, and, and it only took me 20 years to be able to do that. Um, but it is just such a joy. Um, because it is one thing to really love music. It is a next level experience to have music coming through you, even singing, but then it is another level experience to have music coming through you singing and playing. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it, it is, it is such an enjoyable, uh, sort of experience. And, um, and, and one now that I guess I'm, you know, over 20 years in, uh, and so it, What's uh, to to summarize this one? In my twenties, I bought too many musical instruments <laughs> because I liked them a lot, and because I had friends who liked music uh, and playing music, and we tried them, and then you end up carrying them, and they take up so much space. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I own how many instruments do I officially own right now? Oh, probably something like eight. Uh, That's not as high as I thought you were. Oh say. goodness, yeah, and I've. Uh, worked to get down to eight yeah <laughs> uh do you still have the djembe oh yeah 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 was that one of those when you were in your 20s buying uh, all the instruments you could that one actually 10 12 years ago i was at a yard sale on the west side and found a djembe for 35 bucks a djembe is a uh, a hand drum uh, this probably came from guitar center probably cost 120 bucks or maybe 180 bucks um, but to find it at a yard sale, I've, I can tell you this, I've, ne I've seen one other djembe in all of the years that I've been yard selling here in Evansville since then, and someone had jabbed a knife through the top of it about 30 times, <laughs> so I didn't buy that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess not. Yeah, you can, yeah, no, this was going to side note, but um, what are some of the, if you were to sort of put a, I don't know, a description on um, what the experience is of playing music, you, you've talked a little bit about the kind of the music coming through you, but... Um, what sort of uh, of feelings? How do you find it to be relaxing and, and leisurely as you're doing it? Right. And, you know, and that is funny because if I compare it to running, running is a very consistent sort of experience. Mm -hmm. um, what it does for you, what it feels like. I mean, yet the only thing that's different about it is the, what sort of surface you're running on, what the temperature is outside and who you're with, these sorts of things. But music, you know, music can be about so many different kinds of things and can have something different to say about those kinds of things. And so what music gives you is a, a means to communicate and to receive uh, messages, thoughts, and to process all kinds of different things. Um, and so, so wow, the, the depth of it, um, how it can affect you emotionally uh, is, is one of the takeaways uh, that I have from it. Um, Great question. Yeah. It's hard to even answer that question. Yeah, because I, I like, well, I think you're doing a good job of doing it because it does, when you compare it to the first one you've mentioned, running, they are two totally different experiences because I doubt you're you're very much um, getting any, too much emotional from running. Um, there's maybe a communal aspect of, you know, you're with friends oftentimes when you run. I know we enjoy one another a lot and, and, and perhaps you can, you can gain some certain emotions from that, but... Um, rarely are you going to, um, 
be drawn to tears from the <laughs> the act of running. Right. We've uh, more commonly had the experience of drawing each other to fight. When yes, running. yes. Yeah, fighting is more likely with running. <laughs> and uh, that can happen with music as well. I, sure. I will say I've had both experiences. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never had it with music, but I believe you that it exists. Um, but, yeah, it's something that maybe um, certainly on a much more, uh, on an emotional level, it sort of hits yeah. different in a, than other forms of leisure yeah. like running. Um so that's really good. What what kind of music do you tend to enjoy to play the most? Right. So acoustic music, um, really guitar-driven sorts of rhythm-driven music is what I grew up with. I grew up listening to Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, Van Halen, you know, rock to, to pop and those sorts of things. And so that has carried on. As you know, Christian music has parallels uh, that there's... Uh, so a Christian artist that is comparable to most uh, sort of secular artists. Um, and, and so that's that's still where I am. Uh, if, if I had to name a genre that is sort of just like, okay, if you could, if this person is really that genre, uh, folk rock is the central sort of genre that, mm. that catches me, but R&B catches me. Most pop music I, I like, uh, even if the lyrics are absolutely ridiculous, as often they are still, I can go, huh, yeah. it's got a nice beat, you yeah. know? <laughs> that's right. Uh, so yeah. Is there any kind of music that you do not like and will... Pretty much never play. Um, I, yes. I mean, without a doubt, there's so much music. Um, so that I value lots and lots and lots of music. And my valuing of music, I, I can see that different kinds of people can like lots of different kinds of music. I think some music is poorly executed, poorly placed. Um, something like a emo or screamo. I went through a very angry phase, but getting to where it... Some of this stuff is not helpful even mm -hmm. if you want to get me down and say well, what do you mean i mean i mean i think it's bad for people yeah. uh just because some music helps people just express absolutely like wrath like anger beyond what is reasonable yeah. music uh, music is so powerful and um one of the strange ways i've learned even more about music work is being in student ministry for so long i've watched as People have loved music in a variety of ways, but technology has come to the point that people can listen to music all day long, and I, I, it can be used. I mean, I, you see young people use it to help them maintain their moods and to make them feel better and make them, and, and it's just kind of like, well, then it's a crutch. You have to be careful in these sort of things. And so um, loving and enjoying music, like all the other things we're going to mention, I'm sure, well, everything has its limits. Uh, yeah. I mean, one biblical principle we haven't alluded to yet is that labor produces leisure. That's something you can see God established in the Old Testament, something that carries on through the New Testament, through well, in the laws, but even in, not even, you don't have to get to the law beyond Genesis 1 and 2, where God says, this is six days you'll work, but the seventh day you should rest. Yeah. And that carries through things like what what things are really weird to us, like the year of Jubilee, where you know, look, every 49 years, you're going to take a whole year off. I mean, think about that, that, that might, in, in that time, um, you might have somebody who would die before they ever experienced a year of Jubilee. But basically, I, I think the way it would work is most people would say, yeah, you get one of these in your lifetime. Yeah. But it's a whole year. Yeah. Of, of leisure. Um, and, and so that's, I, that's my thinking about, uh, Yes, if it's number two, there is only one thing that I do like uh, more than it or something I've had a more longstanding, um, but music is deep for me. It's, yeah, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean 
that you like the other thing more just means if you if you were to have to put it in the number one slot, it's tough. It is. It's tough to put them in a number I've one, number two. I've had a lot of hobbies, and they have warred against each other for my yeah. time, as I think you were kind of sort of referencing a minute ago. Oh, the yeah. problem, especially I think for men, is hobbies kind of call to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So I would say for, for my number two, um, uh, I would put camping on the list mm-hmm. of, of leisure activities. Um, there is just something about getting out into the woods, um, enjoying the, both the, the beauty of nature and, and what God has, has created. Um, but also there's a, and maybe this comes back to being a, a man as well. Everything about camping by and large is like, it just gets right at my sort of manly desires and tendencies of like creating fire. You know, that's just yeah. a really, um, yeah, masculine sort of thing. Uh, even setting up a tent, it's yeah. it's building, it's construction. Yeah. Um, when you're camping, whether it be you're hiking, you're fishing, whatever the case might be, producing, yep. uh, in a sense, um, all of it just, I think, very directly um, sort of scratches an itch that, that I have, and I think probably a lot of men have. Yeah. Um, women enjoy camping too. I don't act like they don't, but I do think, uh, I think, reality sort of points to the truth that men tend to be more drawn to to camping and those kinds of things um roughing it i mean we call it roughing it uh which as men we think i could be on a survival show i think um i you know you get that sense even i do when i go camping i'm like man yeah i mean i I do (laughs) i can tell you that um you and i have been camping together but if i had to line out if i had to make a master list of my top gosh 150 hobbies camping might be like number 148 or something if i <laughs> if i'm guessing uh and, but even that yes i i have yeah. and i would be on a survival type show if it were survivor because that's my favorite show of all of those shows um and because I, I, man it's hard to summarize that but there is a web of activities that you'll do but the simplicity of it i think is what appeals to me that it's like yeah you know look if you want to ask me, could I build a house? Oh man, I'd, I'd go to the classes and then I'd answer that question after that. But can I put up a tent? Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. Can you, can you build a fire? Yeah. You want to install heat into your house? I, I, again, <laughs> I'd have to go to the classes. I'm that kind of learner. I, you got to explain it all to me ahead of time. The people who have always taken me like, here, just do this. I'm like, no, no, no I'm not that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and so, but the simplicity of all of that yeah. stuff that it's just, you can look at somebody doing it and go, okay. I, I see yeah. the basics of it. Because it's like, this ain't got to last me for 10 years. Right. It's got to last me for the next couple nights. Right. And that's it, you know. But even then, uh, there is a, and I do take a certain amount of pride in like being able to set up camp in such a way that it's like everything and everyone is going to stay dry and warm and comfortable um, as much as possible. Um, I'm going to be able to, to cook whatever I want over this fire, yeah. whether it be a peach cobbler or a good steak, yeah. you know, all these kinds of things just... I don't know. They, they, it's very much like scratching an itch. And I, I'll usually come back from a camping trip and, and be tired in a sense Yeah. because I don't sleep the best. No one does when they're camping. Um, but at the same time, and my wife will attest to this, I'll come back from a men's camping trip and just be filled with energy yeah. and, and rejuvenate and sort of, I don't know, brought back to life yeah. to, to a certain yeah. degree. Um, which I think gets at a little bit of what we were talking about as well with running. And mm-hmm. the point is that uh, while things like camping and running, um, they do take energy. So it's not uh, when we think about um, 
leisure being a recharging of your battery. Some would look at those things and say, that's an expending of your batteries. That's an expending yeah. of it. And in a sense it is, it does take effort. It does take energy. But, uh, I think for, for your spirit, for your yep. demeanor, for your, um, your, all these kinds of things, your mood, it lifts those, even while it does maybe take a little bit of your energy, yep. uh, it lifts these other areas and builds them up so that after you run five miles, you might be tired, right? but at the same time, you can come back from that feeling rejuvenated yep. uh, and, and even to a certain degree rested yep. um, after, after that, having gotten your mind cleared, having reaped the benefits of that sort of thing, similar with camping too. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think that um, the idea of rest is unique among every category you'll run into in the Bible that we all know basic ideas about what rest is, but, um, you know, I'm thinking about, I mean, the book of Hebrews, you know, that, that what is promised to all of us mm. is a Sabbath rest for God's people that none of yeah. us have actually ever rested in the deepest sense because, right. um, we live in a broken world. And so you can never be free from anxiety. Really? Yeah. You, you live in a broken world. And so, uh, you, you have to Decide to work on the things that you believe you ought to do and then periodically just go, I can't do it all. God, I'm going to have to trust you that you'll take care of some of these things. And I'm coming back, but I got to rest. Mm. And that, so it, it is, the rest that we do is a pale shadow of what we will one day have. Yeah. Um, but it's built in that even now, I mean, I find that Christians are confused about, according to a, a general structure, Saturday ought to be considered your day you rest. I find a lot of Christians think it ought to be Sunday, which is not, you're just unclear about what's, <laughs> what, the, what the general pattern. And in part, that's because, yes, Jesus has fulfilled the law. And Jesus even says, hey, look, you know, the reason I could do a little bit of work on that day, Pharisees, is God didn't make the Sabbath and then say, all right, man, look up to the Sabbath. Never break the Sabbath. He made the Sabbath because he knew you would be tired. The Sabbath was made for man not man for the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. So you'll be tired and you need to be able then to relax. And for me, the, the pattern then is I'm, I'm a, if I want to accomplish things, um, I, I do it morning. The longer the day goes, the more I get qu towards quitting time, my mind and even more so my heart just goes, all right, let's, let's lean more towards rest and push ourselves and then call it a day and go do something that is relaxing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that leads all the way to, I assess on in general on a weekly basis. Okay. Uh, Saturday's there on purpose. And if I've had a particularly stressful, hardworking week, Saturday will be even more so. I've accidentally, I think, but it, it, again, it's just because I liked it so much. I've accidentally built that into my kids' lives. Yeah. One of my favorite things from when I was a kid was Saturday morning cartoons. I looked forward so to that. And when my kids got old enough to understand what was going on, I talked to them about Saturday morning cartoons as a way to head off how much screen time they want and how, I mean, again, to see when you see the pattern in the Bible, you go, okay, when they keep asking about, I want to watch something else, I want to watch something else, I go, you can watch that on Saturday morning. That's yeah. when the big time's coming. That's yeah. when after you control yourself, that's time to let yourself go a little bit. Yeah. And they love it, needless to say. 
Yeah. Saturday morning cartoons look different because now we're in the age of you pick everything and it's streaming and, and, and all of this. I had to get up at se- I did. I get up at seven every Saturday morning because that's when the cartoon started <laughs> as yeah. a kid. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. You almost entered us into a uh, discussion on Sabbatarianism there for a moment. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, where are we going here? Yeah. Um, and maybe that's a podcast for another day. We can maybe. talk about that. But, um, yeah, I think... Um, Everything you said about about leisure and and all of that um, is good and right. I don't think there's any need to recap it. I would just like to hear your Jackson number one. Okay, if you were to say what's your favorite form of of leisure, favorite hobby, what would that be? Yeah, it's video games. Video games, which when I was a kid, uh, still uh, most adults would have said these things are dumb and they're probably going to be gone. I hope they will anyway. Uh, And then meanwhile, video games are now on every phone, uh, on every computer, on, uh, on walls, on screens, on, uh, uh, even I, I, this is my number one hobby and I am dismayed that they are in as many places as they are. I mean, I still, when I pull in my hometown or when I drive somewhere on uh, the Lord Expressway here and I see in a, in a store window video gaming, I go, what? Oh wait! Video gaming means gambling, yeah. and it's yeah. uh, this is you know everywhere, and so that's there. But video games uh, fell into them. Uh, in some ways, I sort of grew up with them because I was born in 1980, and so there was Atari 2600, um, Intellivision, Magnavox, Odyssey, some very basic systems. But they've gotten so much more complicated, so much more engaging, um, and. So, yes, I mean, I like strategy video games. I like, uh, goodness, I like role-playing video games. I like almost every kind of video game except sports games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's challenging to manage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you, and you have a wide, uh, wide collection that you've collected over do. the years, too, based on all of that. And um, I, that's one that while you and I have different, different levels of, like, um, love for the for the hobby. I certainly am not without uh, my understanding of where you're coming from. Yeah, and and even though it's it's maybe not communal in the sense of like going out to a, a club or or whatever. Um, there is a communal aspect to gaming in a few different ways. Yeah. One is we can all remember um, growing up with friends, family, cousins, uh, and whenever like uh, that. What what was the first system to have four controllers like the n64 something like that man that was a breakthrough wasn't it where like more than two people could play at once you could all four play and and have this kind of thing and um and even now with online gaming uh, if i'm not mistaken you've got some some good friends that you oh yeah met online and developed relationships with yep uh from gaming Uh, i know the same was as true with my brother um, that he's met people online that they just literally they started to get to know one another and develop their relationship online through through video games and yep um, that's pretty cool. I mean, maybe yes. a, a, an un, un, um, underrated aspect of, of video gaming that uh, that we miss out on. And and once again, we, we hear something like video games, kind of like movies. And I think that is one that oftentimes people will hear and have an opinion on because their only sort of experience with those things is overindulgence. Mm-hmm. Uh, because certainly like, like movies, video games is one of those things that uh, is easy to just pick right up, start doing right. any any time throughout the day. No certain weather is permitted. All you need is electricity, and you yeah. can you can do it anytime. 
And so the, the threat for, for overindulgence is there, but that doesn't mean just because the threat is there or because, um, overindulgence is common, uh, that it in and of itself is a bad thing or, uh, or a waste of time. Yeah. I will oftentimes hear people say that about something like video games, yeah. that it's a waste of time. And the answer is, well, I guess it depends on what your, your goal is with it. Right. If you're, if your goal is to escape your obligations, mm-hmm. then yeah, it is a waste of time. Uh, but you can point to almost every single person out there who would say video games are a waste of time and say, okay, what are some things that you spend your leisure time on? Do you work on your on your uh, vintage car in your garage? Well, right. many, maybe we could say that's a waste of time. Do you, um, you know, spend uh, a ton of time perfecting your your gardens and your flower beds? You know, some people would say that's a waste of time. Right. Um, yeah, and so I think it. Video games is one of those that unfortunately has maybe even among Christians has gotten a bit of a stigma for being um, a waste of time or having no value. But I think uh, it's a perfectly valid uh, means of leisure and, and relaxation. And in fact, it does engage your mind quite a bit, Yep, um, more than some other leisure activities do. So um, yeah, it's a good thing. You've named kind of one on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Running, which yeah. is fully engaging sort of the physical aspect. Yeah. Uh, it's not absent of the mind, but kind of. I mean, you can zone out when you're running pretty right. good. I know I can. Yep. Um, and then, uh, and then gaming, uh, which especially st- your strategy game guy. Yes. I am so bad at those uh, strategy type games. Yeah. And, and I recently played some with my brother and my uncle. It's like it's called a uh, Empire Earth. Yeah. Okay, so we played Empire Earth, where you sort of build up through the various levels of civilization, and this always happens to me, where my brother. Uh, and my uncle, who are very good at the game, uh, they end up like with mechanical warriors and tanks and lasers, and I'm like horseback with a bow and arrow uh-huh. or a slingshot coming after the enemies. Goofy, but um, but yeah, I've just rambled now about <laughs> about video games. It's not even one of my things. But uh, yeah. what, are they 148 on your list? Video games. Ooh. Probably <laughs> they uh, would be low. I no, probably not that low. Um, but uh, certainly, are they after a hundred? Uh, oh gosh, that's. A, I don't think I have that many hobbies. They would have to be higher than that. But they're not above fifty. I'll tell you that <laughs> they're they're after fifty. Um, but I enjoy them. Like I said, yeah, sure. I'll still play every now and then. But yeah. I, I literally, this is not an exaggeration. I will probably play. And this is, goes for any kind of video game. I'll play a video game maybe twice a year, and that's maybe okay. Um, so, but I enjoy them, especially vintage games. Like if I'm going to play something, it's going to be like, I'm going to break out my Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. or my Sega Genesis mm-hmm. or something that I played when I was a kid. Sure. Uh, play that for a little while, but. Okay. What's your number one? Uh, my number one, um, uh, would have to be disc golf. Yeah. Anyone who knows me very well would know that that is the thing that I talk about a lot that I'm into. Now, and, and just for those listening, uh, disc golf, uh, the, some people might. Hobbies are so hard now yeah. because there are so many, and it's still, it's continued to grow in popularity, but some people might not know what disc golf is. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, disc golf is like uh, ball golf in that you are trying to take a disc and make it into a, a basket, which is the hole, quote-unquote, sure. uh, from from the tee, uh, and you're trying to make it in as few throws as possible. Sure. Um, so like golf, it's got drivers, it's got mid-range discs. It's got putters. Yep. Um, these are all different shapes and, and kinds of discs. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like golf, you're just trying to make it in as few strokes as possible. You've got a par that you're trying to 
beat, get a birdie or sure. whatever. Um, yeah, and it, unlike golf, though, it's a very cheap and easy sport to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, the discs, you can you can literally play disc golf with one disc. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get one disc for less than 10 bucks easily. Yep. Um, you get a collection of four or five discs together. You got enough to, to do just about everything you need to do. And by and large, across the country, courses are completely free to play. Right. Um, unlike ball golf, I don't th- think free ball golf exists. Um, but there's hardly a course. Uh, there, well, there are courses. I'm not going to say they're not, but uh, most courses are free to play disc golf at. Yeah. Um, cause it's just the nature of the sport. It doesn't require as much maintenance. I mean, right. you can play disc golf in long grass. Yep. Um, and, and that's fine. Yep. Uh, it doesn't, the greens don't have to be trimmed down to a couple millimeters in in height and all of this yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. But, um, yeah. So a lot of those things contribute to, to make it sort of part of why it's my favorite hobby is that, it's dirt cheap. Um, we have, most people don't know this, here in Evansville, we've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. We've got like eight courses, either in Evansville or, or like just within like a 20-minute yeah. drive. And some are nine holes, some are 18, right? Yeah, well, most of them are 18. The only nine-hole one is um, the one out at First Christian Church. Okay. Um, but other than that, they're all 18. We have that many 18-hole courses uh, between Evansville, Newburgh, Henderson, um, Darmstadt, yeah, Hobstadt. Yeah. We've got we've got a lot of courses around town. So, uh, yeah, it's a great thing to do. It's also really kind of laid back, but also and and part of why I do enjoy it is because it is um, one of those kinds of things that you don't have to be good, but you also, if you choose to put in a little bit of time and and work on form and and sort of develop some disciplines, you can actually really see improvements and get better at the sport. So it's not mm-hmm. only just a means to sort of veg out, um, like, like some leisure things I enjoy. Right. Uh, it, it is also a, a challenge. Yep. There's a challenge involved. Uh, there's goals involved. There's discipline involved, which, um, it might not seem it, but oftentimes makes the, the leisure activity and the hobby more enjoyable. Right. Um, if there's no challenge involved, if there's no skill being developed, then it, I think that will, what, that's what will always keep television or movies out of the top slot for me. Yeah, sure. Uh, a hobby that involves a skill, that involves uh, discipline and abilities and things like that uh, will, will sort of take the cake for me. Because I think a part of why is because it's an outlet for for using the creativity, um, even for using the skills that God has given us, um, beyond just maybe what we do for vocation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like my disc golf abilities, quote unquote, whatever they might be, they don't come in very handy as a real estate agent or as a pastor. Mm-hmm. They really don't. Other than occasionally I'll use a disc golf analogy in a sermon. Sure. Uh, but that's about it. Yep. Um, but they are still sort of abilities that, that God has given me the ability to do and certain strengths. I'm, I'm somewhat decent compared to other people I know. And, yeah. uh, it gives me an outlet for those things. And it's enjoyable to find ways to... Um, to engage with those aspects of your personality, of your ability, of your of your giftings, of your talents, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a part of what disc golf does as well. It's good exercise as well. Um, I, I actually, I enjoyed disc golf so much that on Sunday when it was like six degrees, mm-hmm. I went out and played disc golf. Where? Uh, Mesker Woods. Wow. Yes, yeah, so there's two, two courses over at Mesker. I went and played the Woods course because I felt like it'd be less windy. Yes. Um, and it was. And yeah, after about five holes, I... Had warmed up from all the walking. It's a lot of up, up and down hills. Yeah. And uh, yeah, felt great. That's amazing. Yeah. What time of day did you do this? 
Uh, middle of the day. Okay, day, sure. Like two o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think it actually did get up to eight degrees. That's what my phone told me it was when <laughs> okay. I finished. Okay. Uh, eight degrees. And so, uh, yeah, but it's it's a fun thing. I, I on think, Sunday you did this? Yeah. I'm trying Sunday. to think what I was doing on Sunday at two in the afternoon. Oh, that's easy. I was playing StarCraft. Uh, so here we are. <laughs> you, we were both yeah, doing our exactly number one right. thing on Sunday. playing StarCraft with my friend Matt Hollander. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and so I think I think this is a good thing to just engage with a little bit. Um, because hobbies, leisure, time of, of rest and, and these kinds of things are, they are important for us mm-hmm. as human beings. Uh, but even as believers, um, I've heard stories of different well-known pastors and theologians who many of them die young mm-hmm. because they just pour everything they have into their mm-hmm. study, into their writing, into their ministry. And Man, I, 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 there's a lot to be admired there. Yeah. I definitely think so. But I also think there's something to this idea of leisure and mm-hmm. rest and, and even self-care, not to use a buzzword, but um, that is, that's worthwhile. Right. And that's I'm, important. And it, yeah. And I mean, now that you brought that word up, uh, one of the most helpful phrases concerning what I, what I would call a strange idea of self-care because most of what the world talks about when I hear them talking about self-care right now is kind of excuses to um, take more time off, to be more passive. And that's a big, broad generalization. But all, all I'm saying by that is to go, labor produces leisure is, is what we are given in the scriptures to help us to see a good rhythm for our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and God then does say, yes, work is primary, rest is secondary. Well, yeah, I mean, six days a week you shall labor, one day a week you shall rest. And I mean, there, yeah. there, are, there are things that are set out that he then teaches the Israelites, um, and this you see as a pattern throughout the Bible, right, that there are hints around here that say, uh, we were talking about some of these things beforehand, that, uh, there in First Timothy it says, hey, look, physical training is of some value, yeah. but godliness has value for all things. Yeah. And, and, and you see this sprinkled throughout there. But just like in every situation, because of the way each of us have a makeup, we have temptations to major on minors. Yeah. And as human yeah. beings, we have a temptation to major on minors in this regard. That, well, these things were given to us, hobbies. Uh, you used the term before we started. Why were they given to us? Common grace. Yep. So that... I mean, it literally, I mean, for, according to our reading of the scripture, God sneaks little presents all over the place. And when you turn up that rock and you go, my gosh, I never thought I would enjoy tennis. Mm-hmm. I never thought I would enjoy chess. Mm-hmm. Now, you could put a whole bunch of other things in here. That is God peeking at you going, yeah, but I want you to be fulfilled. And what even God is doing right now in our topsy-turvy world where, I mean, part of being connected across the world means we've been exposed to hobbies that are from every culture that's ever existed, especially cultures that are happening right now. Well, that means there's all these things we could be doing. And I do believe that God wants those to be there because, yes, he does know we need rest and we need joy. Mm-hmm. We need things every day to make us go there's probably other things out there that I would absolutely love to do. Yes, there are. Absolutely there are. And that is because God is that good. And if you wonder, after all of the work that we have here on this earth, what's coming in the kingdom of heaven is all of this rest 
and more. And that's, that is something to look forward to. Uh, and so uh, this is leisure is important. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. The author of Ecclesiastes says uh, in chapter three that for everything there is a season. Right. And then he goes through a whole list of things, including mourning, including rejoicing, including uh, dancing. Like for, there's all these different things that it's like, hey, for everything there is a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that includes leisure. That includes hobbies. Uh, they are not just uh, accidents. Waste of time. Right? Yeah, they're not accidents. That's yeah. right. They are they are gifts from God to be enjoyed. Uh, and we should enjoy them in their proper place and proper context. Right, and even that that idea, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm the kind of guy who likes to look at things and draw firm lines. When does it become a waste of time? Well, look, everything has, uh, this is temperance. Everything has its limit. You, you, you are a mature enough believer, and you have enough self-control to go, I have played enough holes of disc golf. I've spent enough time away from my family. I've been here, I have a sense, I've been here long enough. This yeah. has had its time. And now I'm going to go back and do the other things that God has for me. Yeah. And that's good. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we have to be looking for because it becomes, the line is, it becomes unfaithfulness when you go, I, I sense a voice telling me it's time. I don't care about that voice. I want to listen to my own voice and do yeah. my own thing. Or wait, do whatever these other voices that tell me, don't worry about all those responsibilities. Don't worry about all output. And there is a rhythm to life. I mean, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit convicts the whole world in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment, and he's working through even these things to teach us. We're so blind, we don't even know what the common graces are in our day-by-day life, right. but we can, through maturity, get there and find the rhythm that we ought to have. And that's um, these three, I think, are, for both of us, some of the primary ways that God has taught us about joy, taught us about the right rhythm of life, and continues to do that. Yep, that's right. Amen. Well, hey, uh, I don't have anything more to add. Do you have anything more to add? I don't. All righty. Well, there you have it on hobbies and uh, and what their role is for believers. This has been Empires of the Future. And we'll see you in the future.